This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Section 336 is always brought to you by BirdlandSports.com, the coolest site for the best fan-made shirts. It's my site. I made BirdlandSports.com because I had cool t-shirt ideas through doing Section 336. So go support me over at BirdlandSports.com, and every time you purchase a shirt over there, it helps out Section 336. Plus, they're cool shirts, and that's my favorite part, is they're fun shirts. So check it out. Use the code 336 to save 10%. BirdlandSports.com. Behind home plate, we bringing it to a more day. Black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in, know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Now, here come the boys from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your Indian Center host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lever, Josh Roca. Hey, Matt. Just like the Orioles getting ready and starting to head to Sarasota, I've been packing up T-shirts, printing shirts, uh, uploading them to the website, and mailing them to Sarasota and beyond. So I've been very busy with the T-shirts and Birdland Sports this week. Nice. So. I, I just got done watching um, the 30 for 30, Bullies whatever it's called. What's Bullies that? Of Bullies, Bullies of Baltimore. Bullies of Baltimore. And I was wondering... When do you think they'll kind of do the 2023 uh, Orioles 30 for 30? When, when will that happen? And I wonder who that will center around. Who? Uh, Hopefully well, everyone will still it, be alive when they do it. Right. I mean, it, it will be pretty old then. I mean, well, the, what's it been? 20? It's only been 20 years 20 since the Ravens. I mean, it was, 21 it was, years. It was 2002. Like yeah. yeah. So 21 years. So, all right. So we'll still be alive. Or two, then. two yeah. Two, it was 2000, yeah, yeah. Right, but old enough to tell our kids and talk to our kids about it. And I feel like that's where we're at right now with the Orioles, where we finally get this season of 2023, where like, we feel like we have a shot, a legit shot at the World Series this year, next year, next five years, whatever, um, which we haven't had in our lifetime. I was three years old when they ran the World, won the World Series, so I do not count that as my lifetime. That was for our, our parents. Now we finally get to experience it, and then we'll be able to tell our kids about this magical season when that yeah. 30 for 30 comes out. Yeah, I read a chapter book to my son about World Series and all about World Series and goes like yeah. World Series through through the decades, and it's pretty interesting. And, Doesn't you know, it, talk to, 
Yeah. Yeah. But I can't. We've been to a Super Bowl. And I feel like that's really special that we got to go to a Super Bowl and we got to see the Ravens win a Super Bowl. I can't imagine what that's going to be like when we finally get a World Series together. Yeah. Well, like as much time and energy and effort as we put into our relationship with the Orioles. Yeah. Even if it's one sided, I mean, it's. I can't. um, We've we've seen some playoff glimpses. And we've seen. I mean, it's possible though, Josh, that we never see a, a World Series. But but just no, reading... no 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 don't talk like that. Don't talk no, it's like very, that. I mean, it's very possible. I, mean, I told the you, Cubs, I... the Red Sox, they went 100 years without a World I know. Series. I know, and that's my fear. I told um, you the but... the image that's always burned into my head about the World Series is the Cubs fan sitting at the tombstone with his dad watching the game. Yeah. That's what I, I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want 100 years and of, of losing. We got to win it now. Well, we don't want to have any active curses against us, so I don't see what's preventing us from winning World Series, unlike yeah. those other teams. But but it is it's different, right? Because when you're reading about, and I know the Orioles won a World Series in the '60s, they won one in the '70s, they won one. Of course, the last one was eighty eighty three. But like with yeah. the Ravens in two thousand two thousand twelve, and also the same with actually the Maryland Terrapins when they won their you know college basketball championship two thousand two. Like I remember those so well because. Those experiences are like intertwined to like points in my life. Like I remember, yes. um, I was touring colleges in 2002 when Maryland, I'm watching the, the 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 Maryland game, and I was touring a college uh, when that Maryland game happened. And 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 of course, you know, we went to the 2012 Super Bowl, and the two, 2000, I was a, what a sophomore in high school. So like those experiences are intertwined with like moments in my life right. where the Orioles World Series are not. They're just kind of well, their history books for us. Whereas there's a bunch, the other there's a bunch are, of Orioles. There's a bunch of Orioles memories intertwined in in my life and in your life, but right, not but not painful. championships. No, 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 not that championship. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, and um, and yeah, I just really enjoyed the thirty for thirty. Uh, Ray Lewis just always just cracks me up. He's just he's on a different planet. Uh, I just always love watching him, and just no. what a bunch of characters on that team. So much personality with Sarah Gusa and Shannon Sharp and Ray Lewis. Just different person and Trent Dilfer and the most egotistical coach of all time, Brian Billick. But just so many personalities. Um, and I feel like, you know, um, I'm excited. One of the reasons I'm excited about this Orioles team is it does seem to have a bunch of likable personalities. Adley Rutschman is a little bit corny, but he's very likable. And kind of the all whole- these young players, there's so many just likable personalities on this team. Yeah. I, I I would like a hard knocks of of the Orioles spring training here. That we'll be I, lucky if they televise a spring training game for us. All right, baseball, baseball. I I really convinced myself that this baseball change in divisions so that you play every team in the league every year and every other year they're in your town, whether it's American or National. I really am convinced that that's a market employee by baseball because they want everyone across the country to see Shohei everyone to see Mike Trout. Sure. And they, I think it's part of this baseball wanting to market individual players, which they haven't done since our childhood when we grew up where it was Griffey, Ricky Henderson, Bo Jackson, Cal Ripken. Like you had these checklists of guys that you were lucky to see them in your lifetime. Like I well, you could argue this now. That's why they say, oh, yeah. play too. Yeah. Right. And I see talk to guys now and they're like, yeah, we traveled to this town to see Cal Ripken play one game. And then I'm like, I was so blessed I got to see Cal a hundred times. Um, 
But so I think baseball is doing that. But I really don't understand then why isn't baseball? They have the MLB Network. They have MLB.tv. Why aren't they doing uh, stuff like Hard Knocks? Why not? Like, I would watch. It doesn't matter what team. If you're going to do a weekly spring training episode and follow a team through the spring training, I'd watch that. Why not? Yeah, no, I, I, I would too. And, and in some and respects, you know they've what? expanded their coverage. Like, they do a lot more video of drafts and draft camps and stuff uh, come up to the, right. to the draft. Um, but yeah, anytime you, you this, can replace talking heads with actual baseball, I'm a fan. And of. this doesn't even have to be done by Major League Baseball. The Orioles could do this on their own and put it on Masson, or on their own and put it on their website. Sure. I know, like the social media stuff's getting better, and they're doing the TikToks and the YouTube videos and stuff. They, Didn't they, they do a, a, a YouTube thing with DL Hall? Yeah, they had a real nice yeah. twenty minute video on DL Hall. Very good. Yeah, Did you watch stuff. it? No, I watched the entire thing. Oh yeah. Be, What's your takeaways? Yeah. Uh, so I watched it for one reason, because he's from Valdasta, which okay. is where my wife is from. Okay. So I've, vi- I've been in that town a lot. And, you know, okay. that's only about two hours from you, where you are. Oh, is it? So oh, I, I know that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's two hours south of you. Okay. Or no, maybe it's four hours south of you. I don't well, know. He, and he talks a lot about me. remembering where he came from. And, it's, so. and, it, and Valdasta reminds me of, like, four-hour Baltimore uh, listeners in Maryland, guys, it's like going to Morgantown. It it's some of those town, larger towns in West Virginia that's still a small town, even though it's the big town in the area. Right. And it's got that feel in there. So I watched it. I watched D.L. Hall because I'm familiar with the town and, and some of the people. So, yeah. There, uh, there's there, but there's it was so fun. many interesting storylines, too, with this team, and D.L. Hall is one of them. Yeah. It's going it to be a fascinating storyline to watch. It was interesting to see the Orioles focus on one player. Like, I wish they would do that about everyone, all the players. And, like, D.L. Hall is cool, but we're going to talk about this rotation a little later. And who knows if D.L. Hall even has a slot on this team this year. And they focus 20 minutes on him because he's a cool story. But all 40 men on this roster, I bet, have a cool story. Yeah, or even their interactions in the locker room with one another, right? Like, I know um, a lot of them grew up – in this organization together, right? Adley and Grayson, yes. DL Hall, they played a lot together. And Gunner and yeah. Cost Hours, all these guys, Vavra, kind of grew up in the minors to, to, together. So also kind of that locker room dynamic with kind of all them being friends mixed together. Like how cool would it have been last year to see Odor in the locker room? I mean, we heard how cool he was in the locker room. Right. But how about the video of that? Because um, we saw it play out in the field and the dugout sometimes. But but yeah, and, and I think the cool thing about Hard Knocks and – Spring training be similar. You also get to see like how the free agents blend in with the current team and just how the team is formed and how the personalities form. Like here's here's a great example. Have you have you seen a have you seen a Grayson Rodriguez interview before? Yes, I have not. I've always read Grayson. I've always read them. I've never watched. Oh, I've, them. I mean, I've listened to them. I haven't watched it. All right, but I, like I on podcasts one. and stuff. I yeah. watched one, and when you see. I know baseball players don't wear face masks and everything. Right. But when you see them in street clothes, it throws you off a little bit. Sure. It's like, oh, that's what the guy looks like, not all cleaned up for work. Because when we see him, it's like when I go to a a business meeting. I shave. I put on a nice shirt. I put on a polo shirt. Right. uh, You know, and go out there. That's what we see on the field. So to see them laid back. And then Grace Rodriguez had this thick accent that I didn't expect. Right. And it's stuff like that where – 
we love these players, and we see how this team gels. How cool would it have been last year? And I think Baltimore would have fallen in love with Odor if we had that behind-the-scenes stuff of how he gels that team and how he's the fun-loving that bonds that team together instead of just focus on his numbers at the plate. Yeah, I mean, if the Orioles um, underperformed this year and, and don't perform as well as they did last year, I'm laying all the feet – I'm laying all the blame uh, at the feet of Michael Elias for not re-signing Odor. He's still available. There's still time. Okay. So if but, things go south to begin with, we can uh, bring him But back. I'll tell you, I am also so excited about this team because I don't see I don't see holes. I'm not concerned. I see a team right. that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right. I I, yeah, no, I, you're not going to argue with me. I think it's going to be a good baseball team. If guys perform, there's nothing I'm too worried about. The only worry I have is the team being young. And can these guys build on what we on their promise? Yeah, no, I I, I agree, I agree. Um, and that and the other factor is health, right? Health is always a thing, always. Um, especially when you're counting on guys like Grayson Rodriguez, right? You want them to stay healthy. Guys like Anthony right. Rutschman, both who were hurt for parts of last year, you, you want them to yeah. stay healthy. Yeah, no, and but I'm just when I I look at this roster and I'm like, oh yeah, Kyle Stowers, isn't he supposed to be good? How's Ryan McKenna going to fit into this outfield? Yeah. How are we, how are we going to fit these bench spots when I know these guys are all set in their positions? Yeah, I mean with Mateo and Gunner, like there's so many questions here. I and know. It's very interesting to see how this team that gelled so well and played well last year for the first winning season in a while, how can they take that next step? It's yeah, I mean, this isn't like a couple of years ago where, you know, just yeah, we know you're talented, so go out there and play. It doesn't matter if you struggle or, or, or don't struggle. There's a I, – I would argue, Josh, if you look at this year compared to next year, there's about, you know, 10 to 15 major contributors on the 40-man right now that it's could crazy. be gone next year. I mean, you look at guys – you mentioned Ryan McKenna. You look at guys like, – even Austin Hayes, right? If you think Austin Hayes does not have a good year this year, you think he's back next year? I don't think so. When you have cows are coming no. up, Kurosak uh, is, is, is coming up. Cower Westberg, also free agency are, is there. Yeah. So it's, and same with Urias, same with Mateo. Like if they don't play right. well, they're being replaced, um, and and they're not going to be part of this long term future. So there's a lot of guys, and that's not to mention all the pitchers. There's a lot of guys this season playing, playing for their careers, playing for their kind of roll with the Orioles, playing for their spot, even on the Orioles. So it's going to be a really interesting year to see how this works out because you mentioned, I mean, it's everywhere, all our prospects. However many, I mean, eight eight top 100 guys in every list, I think a total of 10 or 11 guys. If you add up all the guys that are on different top 100 lists, about 10 or 11 guys on top 100. Well, all those guys are going to need to play somewhere and replace people. And so that means if those players who are in those positions now – don't perform they're going to be replaced by somebody right. so it's going to be you're right it's going to be interesting and, to see who kind of this, rises and who kind of falls back and gets replaced yeah and this with this backlog it's going to be really interesting to see how short the leashes are how long are you allowed to struggle before we <laughs> yank and bring someone else up yeah i got i got three guys who can play i got four guys who can play second base right now right so yeah, you got exactly. frazier can start there but if he doesn't perform, I got Urias. If he doesn't perform, right. I got Westberg. If he doesn't perform, I got Norby. If he doesn't perform, I got Vavra. Like we can just go right on the, down the list. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and then even this week they announced the spring invite, the the non roster invites, and 
we don't. It'd be hard for any of these guys to make the roster because the forty man is packed with guys. The forty man is not a list. We've always had placeholders on the forty man. This year, they've actually put people on the forty man because they want them on the forty man. So it'd be interesting to see if any of these non-roster guys could even make it. And some of these guys are definitely getting the call up just to be like, "Hey, here's some experience," because you might be up mid-season, if not next year. Yeah, I, I think they did this in the past too. So I think the names that are interesting to see, I think the most interesting name is, of course, Jackson Holiday. Yeah, because he's 19 years old. Right. So he's pretty interesting that he got at 19 years old, got invited, just drafted last year at a high school. Right. No, um, that, means so, they, that means they see him maybe coming up next year, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he could be a fast mover. I mean, he could um, very easily end up at Bowie this year. Uh, and right. play a bunch of games in Bowie, and then be set up to to I, be at Norfolk next year to start the season. And I mean, I was surprised. Point. I was surprised that Gun- when I was looking that this is Gunnar Henderson's first spring that he didn't get the invite last year. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, but then got that raise. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, to have Jackson Holiday out here. I mean, he's he's probably going to last a week, maybe, and then they'll send him down, or until whenever minor league camp opens. And I don't know. But it'll just be cool to see him around the big league, around big league guys. And we act like, oh, he's this little kid. He's 19 years old. This team has to be one of the youngest teams in baseball. They probably got a medium age of 24, 25. So yeah, it's yeah, like I mean, it's that big of a deal to bring a 19-year-old on. It's kind of like when Machado came up and he couldn't drink yet. Yeah, and, and Jackson Holiday also, remember, is the son of a major leaguer, right? So this is not... This is not his first time around a major ball club. I don't True. think he's going to be intimidated by it because of kind of where he comes from. Right. They're also but, having, um, and we can get back to the non-roster invites if there's anyone else that intrigues well, you. But the big thing also, with Jackson Holiday is no matter how well he performs, he's not making the team this year. Right. He's not. Um, they're having an instructional developmental camp, which I thought was kind of cool. And the players participating in the development camp are Colton Kowser, Jackson Holiday. Heston Kerstat, Kobe Mayo, yes. Connor Norby. That's a pretty good list of prospects yeah. right there. Yeah. And that and that's Kerstad's the other one that's interesting to see on the spring invite list. Because he got slowed down with that myocarditis stuff. Yeah. But now he, he played well last year. Now he's working his way up. He could be another guy that could in, move up fast. Yeah, I'm really curious about him because I, I got to see him play several times in the minors last year. I got his autograph, humble brag. Um, but not very impressed. Like I never saw him hit the ball hard right. and, you know, you know, any given day, but I was not impressed and his numbers were okay. But then when he went to the Arizona fall league, he got, he got, it was like yeah, the Arizona fall league MVP. He tore up the league. And, and so maybe that was kind of him kind of still getting healthy and put it to, together. So he's a name that I think is really interesting to watch, uh, you know, because he's had a lot of up and down in, in his career. Can he live up to that first round? Uh, draft potential yeah um colton kowser is one on here and he's he's like our number four uh, prospect or whatever i think he's right behind jackson holiday and um does he have a chance of making it in the opening day lineup yeah colton Kowser is interesting because a lot of people poo-pooed uh keith law's top 100 prospect list because colton kowser wasn't even on the top 100 and he's been right. a top 100 everywhere else and then another list came out, and he wasn't on the top 100 either. So there's, a, a, I think, a lot of difference as far yeah, as a lot of people how people he, project Colton Kowser. 
Um, right. Some see him as a fourth outfielder. Some see him as an all-star. So I think there's a lot of um, – I guess, I mean, I think he had a great year last year. How much do you buy into those numbers? Um, but who, who does he have to outperform? McKenna and Stauer? Is McKenna and Stauer the fast track for the, the bench spots? Yeah, yeah. I think as far as if you look at our outfield, you have, of course, the the top three there, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullen, Santander. And then the only other two guys on the 40-man who, who are outfielders, who are primarily outfielders, are McKenna and Stowers. Like that's it. That's a list of outfielders on our 40-man right now. Right. Um, can someone else, like a Joey Ortiz or like a Jorge Mateo or even Ryan Mountcastle, go in the outfield and pinch? Sure, but it's just those four guys. So, so yeah, I think I think you have to beat out. If Colton Cowser wants to make the team, he's got to beat out uh, a Ryan McKenna and or – Hey, Kyle Stowers. Yeah. That's, and neither of them have really performed to give you like we enjoy both we enjoy watching both of them play, but neither one of those guys stood out as we would be comfortable with them every day in the outfield. Yeah, I mean some people argue that Kyle Stowers wasn't given enough of a chance, so right. they want to see him play more. And I would argue Ryan McKenna is like your quintessential fourth outfielder. He can play every outfield position. Yeah, and he's, he's got fast. Speed on the bags. He, yeah, good. He's fast. He's good defensively. Um, so he's kind of that ideal fourth outfielder where maybe a guy like Kowser or Stowers, you want him in the lineup every day. So maybe it even comes down to a situation where um, you put Kowser at AAA just so he can play every day because McKenna is a better right. kind of bench player. And you're looking and for Cowser to get more playing time. Wait till you trade Santander and then bring up Stowers. Oh, heavens or no. Don't trade Santander. Colton. Trade Hayes or Stowers or anyone. Don't trade Santander. I, I think you trade the guy that gets you the most value when you have that type of depth. Okay. I don't, I don't think you – a team that struggles for power sometimes, I don't think you trade your main power well, that's, header, But that's just and me. That, Yeah, and that's going to be the interesting thing is how much this team – does this team struggle for power or does Adley and Gunner – kind of step up and be that that power that you yeah. need. Yeah. So other guys, non-roster invitees that are, might be interesting to people, I think Kate Pope, Kate um, Povich, who came from – Kate Povich was, came from the Jorge Lopez trade right? Um, from the Minnesota and, Twins. And he's a left-hander bullpen option. Yeah. Right? Left-handed, uh, 23 years old. Um, no, I think he. I think he can start. He. I think he'd be a, an option. We, uh, he can't be an option to start. We'll get. Let's get to the. There's too many options to start on this team right now. Right, but I'm just saying he's a starter. So yeah, yeah. Could the Orioles use him in, in a long roll position or something? Yeah, but I don't think they would. Like I think they just want him to be a starter. So it's very, very unlikely that he makes a team. But he's okay. just there. I think to to get a look in the major league level. Got it. Um, uh, I, there's a bunch of catchers, of course. The other position players, if you're interested, Lewin, uh, Lewin Diaz, just because Lewin Diaz was DFA'd and, um, you know, and, and went, was right back and forth, back and forth to a whole bunch of teams. Um, if you look at it just this summer, I'm going to count it right now. He was claimed and waived one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten times this summer um, or, or this offseason. He was claimed and waived. So he's, he, he stuck with the Orioles and will be a non-roster invitee. So if that interests you, that might interest you. We got another guy like that, Ryan O'Hearn, 
Um, we mentioned Kerstat and Kowser are both invited, along with uh, Nomar Mazzaro, uh, Mazera and Des Cameron, who are athletic guys who've had some success in the past and were like high prospects at some point in the career. So those are interesting guys. My guy who I really like, Cesar Prado. I think he's a stud. He got he he got a, a non-roster invitee. And then some of the big middle infielders and corner infielders, um, Jordan Westberg got the invite. We're definitely going to see him at some point this year. Connor Norby gets an invite. I think we'll see him at some point this year. Kobe Mayo. I know you like him, Josh. Kobe Mayo, he got an invite to, to spring training. And that's, yeah, so that'd be interesting. Like, I don't think he's caught up this year. But, but yeah. I don't think any I don't think any of these prospects start open are on the opening day roster. No, I don't think any of those guys are just named break camp. No, I think okay. that's true. Uh, can I ask a question about the 40 man? Yeah. Seth Johnson. Yes. He was he's he's played on the Ironbirds. Yes. He's a pitcher for the Ironbirds. We added him to the 40 man in November to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. Right. How long does he have to take a slot on our 40 man? Oh, he's not going anywhere forever. Does he have to Gosh. stay on the 40 man? Yeah, he was well because his deal was he had Tommy John last year, so he just come right. back from Tommy John surgery. He's the guy who we got in the three-team deal from Tampa Bay for Trey Mancini in that three-team swap. Um, and so I think one of the reasons we got him is because he's coming off Tommy John and because Tampa Bay didn't want to protect him. But we would not have given up, you know, Trey Mancini for him unless we were going to keep him. So yeah, I don't. He is not in danger ever. Uh, because- Anytime soon of, of getting off that forty man, he should be healthy this year, and so he's, we'll see what he can do now that he's back from time of down. Right, but he's got no experience besides single A. So it's it's yeah. I'm just I'm just scrolling through the forty man. Like, how right. do you make some room on this? All right, but I'm saying if you if you look at our top pitching prospects, I don't have the list in front of me, but you get past Rodriguez and Hall. Um, Seth Johnson's up there as one of your top three pitching prospects. After that, got it. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all your Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with the DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Pacific time to see what prop bet will be boosted. Now go on over and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code SECTION336. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SECTION336. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for detail. If you have a gambling problem or know someone that has a gambling problem, then call 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-427-2537. in bonus bets. Valid one per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Minimum $5 bet. Promo code required. Yeah. All right. Um, well, what I want to do is is we are bringing back 336 Daily. Kind of starting next week. And I really want to, for you and I, to go through all these spring invites. Not the, the non-roster guys. We can combine them into a couple episodes. But I think throughout spring training, we can each morning go to, and talk about one prospect, or not even a prospect, one get player down in Sarasota and kind of our projections for them for this season. Because I, there's a lot of guys where I'm like, I could see them having great years or completely going bust. 
So All I think right. we I think we'll we'll continue to talk about it on here, but I think we should do one man at a time over there on three two six daily. All right. Um so you wanna talk about this rotation yet? You wanna roll straight sure. into the rotation? Because the rotation I guess Orioles caravan was this week. And that a lot of we got a lot of talking points out. But one thing that everyone seemed to focus on was this DL Hall conversation because does DL Hall fit into this rotation as a lefty? Because then the talk is, well, he doesn't really fit into our bullpen. So if he's not in our rotation, does he go to triple A? And I look at this rotation and the options right now are Kyle Gibson, Grayson Rodriguez, Cole Irvin, Dean Kramer, Kyle Bradish, DL Hall, Tyler Wells, and then Cade Povic, who you mentioned. You, Kyle you, Gibson, you, yeah. Grayson Rodriguez, Cole Irvin are locks, right? Hold on. You said uh, Grayson Rodriguez, lock. Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson, lock. Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin, lock. Lock. All right. So Dean Kramer, lock. Are you really giving Dean Kramer a lock? For the he was their best pitcher last year, lock. All right. So at that point, you're locking in four guys. Yeah, I think Bradish is is pretty much a lock. So then you're saying D.L. Hall, Tyler Wells. We already said Povic won't make it, but you're saying D.L. Hall and Tyler Wells do not make it. And you could add Zimmerman, and you could add Spencer Watkins, and you could add Michael Bauer. Oh, I forgot about Zimmerman. Do that. And that's the thing. We also there's talk of Waka. There's Trevor Bauer still out there. There's still conversation where you could bring in what uh, Eliza said this whole time is he wants to bring a pitch in and a left hand power bat. He hasn't – well, Cole Irvin was a big improvement, and I like that move. So I could say, all right, well, he did improve pitching a little bit there. But there's still Bauer and Waka that could make their way into this rotation, and what do you do with that depth? Just hold it off? Yeah, I don't see Bauer and Waka coming here. But if I, if, I, if I look at it, I see – I really see six people fighting for five spots because I don't think Austin Voth is in the same league or Bruce Zimmerman or Watkins or Bauman. I think they're a little step down. Right. Um, so I see both being like a long relief guy. And so for me, it's Kramer, Braddock, Rodriguez, Gibson, Irvin, and then Tyler Wells in the mix. Um, and then so a step down is both Zimmerman and Bauman. Uh, where are you putting D.L. Hall? Yeah, and D.L. Hall, unfortunately, um, he may end the year as one of our best pitchers, but I think but they want to see him in AAA start starting. Start more in AAA. Yeah, and I think he actually is a really good fit for the bullpen, but I think the Orioles see him having more value as a starter. So I don't think they want to give up on the starter they, dream. They don't want to toy with that. Yeah, and I think people are sleeping on how good D.L. Hall is too. I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. Um, I think he's he's put up great numbers in the minors. Sleep, um, sleeping a couple, on him. Where's he yeah. At? He's number 75 in the whole, in top 100. Well, as a starter. I think people are sleeping on him as a starter. I think a lot of people okay. just want to put him as, as the back end of your bullpen and be done with it. And and but I think he has the potential to be the top. I still think he has the potential to be the top rotation starter. And so that's where I still want want to see him. And so I think the numbers games, like maybe if this was two years ago when you're just trying to fill spots, you could just try out Hall. But I think they want to see him prove it uh, as a starter in a consistent way. So I would imagine Hall would start in AAA as a starter. And then yeah, and then I think both go goes to the bullpen. I think Zimmerman um, and Watkins are in AAA probably. Bauman, I think, is fighting for a job in the bullpen as a long guy. Maybe him and Aiken can fight it out. I know they're lefties and righties, but maybe they can fight it out. 
And so then I think it's, I mean, it'd be interesting. It's Kramer, Braddock, Rodriguez, Gibson, Irvin, and Wells, six guys going for those five. And you, I mean, I think there's a likelihood that someone, you know, gets a splinter or gets hurt or something or doesn't make it out of spring training. So I think that could be the potential to, um, for one of those spots to open up. But yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, if any of those, right, if Braddock implodes in spring training and Wells pitches well, then, you know, that's, you, you go with Wells over Braddock. But if, if I'm, if I'm a betting man, I would say the favorites are Kramer, Braddock, Rodriguez, Gibson, Irvin. I think that's the starting five, which leaves Wells, in my opinion, on the outside looking in. But again, spring training could change that. Right. And yeah, so Kramer had a 3.23 ERA last season. Yeah, he was a stud. He's going to be your open. He's your opening day starter. It's done. He's your opening day starter. You think he's the opening day? You're not giving it to Irvin or Gibson. No, it's 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 Dean Kramer. It's a lock. Any chance Grayson Rodriguez is your home opener? Yes, it's a lock. Do you put that pressure on him? Yes, because you do. You, but hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Opening day is a sold out game. Yes. If you let Grayson pitch Saturday. You and I end up going on Thursday and Saturday. Maybe. I, I think mean, I already have my flight booked for Saturday morning. No, your, your flight's booked for Sunday. Is it? Yeah, you're flying back on Sunday, I thought. Oh, good. Oh, I don't know. Right? I'll have to go back and look. I, I, I think so. I thought we All were right. already set to go on Thursday and Saturday. But my point is, wouldn't you want to bring people back the next day for another sellout? Or do you think this team's excited enough? That that weekend is just going to be fun baseball. Rodriguez isn't going to sell at the stadium just because he's starting. I, I, I bought into that with Adley Rutschman, and then, you know, Adley Rutschman didn't sell out. So I'm not buying Rodriguez uh, selling right. out anything. But that's – I don't know. I don't know because we had that with Matt Weeders. We had that with Machado. But the team was in a different spot at that point. And I wonder how much – there was a lot of excitement for the caravan this weekend. I wonder if the team built enough, enough goodwill – in the uh, in the last season to kind of build and the off season to kind of build on that, or do you think opening days not opening weekends not going to be that exciting and it's gonna the momentum's going to build into June? Yeah, I think the momentum's going to build into June. I think wait until school opening day is going to be a sellout. I think there's still some violence downtown. I think no, school's no, still no, in no, session. No, no, no. I think the no, weather no, no, no. Need, needs to warm up. I, I think uh, you're not, I think you're not the traffic is bad. I think you're there's not, a casino and violence around the casino. Uh-huh. I think all those Nash, factors. Nashville still looks good. Yeah. You, you need that long-term contract before you go support the birds. Yeah, they once they sign a new lease, I'll start going to games again. That I that's my least favorite story of the of the week. I think that was last week as well. The, the no lease renewal. The, the most yeah. Where let's leave out the important actual facts of the story. You know the fact what, the that the lease was not renewed. Yeah, because the Maryland state legislator last year passed a law that would give six hundred million dollars to the Orioles and the Ravens to build up their stadiums and the area surrounding if they signed a long term lease. Yeah. So the Ravens signed their long term lease. They got their three hundred million. Right. So clearly, the Orioles want the long term lease so they can get that three hundred million. Yeah, and in fact. And, the governor, Wes Moore, he came out, you know, with this huge statement about revitalizing the whole, um, the whole neighborhood, the whole area, yeah. with Camden Yards and with all this, with the new lease, which would be stuff. awesome. Yeah, and I think I, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I hate Nats Park, but they do have a cool area in the back with bars and stuff in their little warehouse containers. 
Um, kind of like pickles, but expanded. Imagine if pickles was expanded to just this cool thing up and down the strip. Of course, it'd be fun to revitalize that, especially when you're bringing winning baseball and winning football to the area. You know what's cool about Camden Yards that doesn't get enough credit? The, I, I, I was I was driving to the Atlanta the Zoo. New wall? I, no, that gets that gets too much credit. I was driving to the Atlanta Zoo a couple okay. weekends ago, and I drove by, you know, the baseball stadium with, for Georgia State, which yeah. is right off Hank Aaron Boulevard. And that stadium for Georgia State is what used to be Turner Field. It used to be the old Braves stadium. Okay, I've I've been to Turner Field. Yeah, and that's right downtown Atlanta. Yes. yes. And you kind of I drove through it to 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 get to the zoo. Yep. Um, and that part of the it's town like, is kind of. Like, yeah, it's like right next to the CNN building, right? Yeah, and that part of town is is not. It, it was really empty. It was completely empty. It was a little bit sad. Yes. Um, and they moved. The Atlanta Stadium now, the Truist Park, yes. to um, the wealthy suburbs outside right. of Atlanta in Gwinnett County. Right. Yes, um, and I, I think I don't, I don't, I think Camden Yards is not getting enough credit for. They could have been out in the suburbs somewhere, but they chose to revitalize a not nice part of downtown and make that part now a nice part of downtown, um, and now, put their be, stadium right downtown Baltimore. To be fair. They also did it on the outer edge, so if but still, but still downtown, in the city, you go in and out. But yes, it is in the city. Still no, in the city. No, we're not talking Redskins and putting our, our team in in a different state. But it's not a given. A lot of like Atlanta's not in Atlanta. It's in the True. county well, right at, outside Atlanta. Look at uh, Tampa Bay down here. Tampa just announced that they're going to be building a new stadium. Is, is it going to be in Tampa? It's closer to Tampa. Yes. Okay. Because I, guess what? It sucks driving to. The stadium. If you if you work in Tampa, to then have to drive to the stadium, you can't get there in time for the first pitch after yeah. work. And yeah. I bet I, the Braves are. I bet Braves fans in that work in the city complain have the same complaints. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a city with the, the team, the stadium should be in the city. I don't think that's asking too much. No, no. Can we make that as a rule for Nashville and Las Vegas when you get your teams? You have to put them in the city. You have to put it downtown. You can put it on the outskirts of downtown, but it has to technically be in that downtown area. True. I like that. You're right. That's a nice thing about uh, Oreo Park. Yeah. And I, I assumed like most parks were in downtown, but it's not true. A lot of parks are not in the downtown of their city. Yeah, I'm not. I, I saw know. a graphic. I saw a graphic somewhere okay. on Twitter. I, was say, I don't know enough to, to, to say yes or no to that. I Yeah, I should find the graphic. There's a graphic Tampa about stadium locations. Atlanta. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But so, Josh, are we okay with this rotation? Yeah, the rotation's crowded. When have we had that? How many times have we said, "Hey, uh, these four people kind of make up our rotation, and maybe we'll have find a fifth guy and fill in"? How many piggyback roles have we had over the last few years? Now, the fact that we can say, "Hey, we're going to go in with a solid five, with two to three, four guys in Norfolk that we could pull up if necessary," that's great. My next question is then how and what we'll have to do is when John Means comes back, what's the outlook on John Means? And then how does this rotation then have to adjust? And that'll be based on performances. Yeah, I wonder, you mentioned the piggybacking. I wonder what I'm sick of, and we saw this a lot last year, and I I made this whole thing, I'm not going to go over again, how we're last in the league in quality starts. And part of this is because people are in his limits. limits. I hope we're getting past this, right? I want to be done 
with Tyler Wells innings limits, but I think we're going to see some of Grace Rodriguez limits his innings. I, I, I don't think uh, Tyler. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Wells, maybe to, to a lesser extent. Well, Tyler Hall, I think we'll still see some range with leaks, some of these right? young players in the innings limits, which is annoys the heck out of me. So maybe it might make sense, Josh, if you're going to be a little bit more conservative with the Rodriguez and the Wells to actually do a piggyback scenario. So you have two options in the Orioles. If everyone pitches well and everyone stays healthy and you want Wells to be in that start rotation, the two options are to go to a six-man rotation so everyone gets a little more rest. Or to go to a, a piggyback scenario where you have Rodriguez. If you only want Rodriguez throwing five innings a game, you stop at that five innings, and then you had you know Wells to throw innings six through whatever. If, if we ever went to a true piggyback, I'd like to see it be a true piggyback where we know, hey, these two guys are always paired together. You're always they actually come and piggyback. On, yeah, and they yeah they piggyback to the mound. Yeah, yeah. A for little, a little hand. Rogers, say, you take the first three. I'll come on afterwards. Pass the pass the baton. When they Absolutely announce all the players right. for opening day and they run down the red carpet, the piggyback crew is like running out there with one guy piggybacking the other guy. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, and that that'll be the next shirt on uh, Birdland Sports. It'll be nice. a piggyback. It'll be two guys on top of each other. Just a big PR stunt. <laughs> no, I, I, I'd like to. See, I don't know. I like I like the idea of a piggyback. If you got guys like a Grayson Rodriguez or Tyler Wells, where you know they can come in and throw the ball hard for three innings, like give it all you got for three innings, and in fact yeah. that might be something where I'd prefer DL Hall in that area, where it's like, all right, well, you want him to be. A he'll starter. be on a little bit of an innings limits too, yeah. Right. So why don't we pair Grayson and DL on every every start? This week, DL gets the first three, Grayson gets the second three. Next start, you get the first three, I get the next three. Yeah. Like something like that. I would I would be interested in, um, but it's. Definitely I mean, I'd be more cool. interested in having all of them throw six innings. That's what I want. A six man rotation. No, I know. I want pitchers to be able to throw into oh, the yeah. sixth inning. I'm tired no, of this pitching I four agree. innings or five innings. You have to pull them because they threw eighty pitches. I'm tired. No, of that and it amazes me that I, what we were there were only three teams that had a worse uh, setup than us as far as innings pitched by starters. Yeah, and. Um, 
it amazes me how good our bullpen was with that. that I know. Ball, I don't know if they if can. All five guys hold can go six year. innings. How's that? Bull, that bullpen would be lights out. You would think. Yep. Yep. And part of it is because guys like Keegan Aiken pitches butt off at the beginning of the season last year. And I don't know if you can guarantee you can count on that happening on um, this next year. Remember at the beginning of the year, Keegan Aiken was lights out. Everyone was like, what's happening yeah. here? But <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why you don't like, I don't know, slow pitch him. Like don't have him make starts in spring training or don't have him start pitching until the end of spring training and like try to save pitches that way as opposed to when they're in the game. I don't know. I just, I don't like the whole idea of, if you're in the minors and they're controlling how many right. ins you pitch, I'm okay with that. I'm okay no, with limited pitches in the minors. But once you're in the majors, it's all get right. out it's there if you're pitching out. well. You should be able to throw 100 pitches if you're pitching well. No, I agree. I agree with that. I think I would not want to ever pull someone uh, because of an innings limit when they're pitching outstanding. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's just my thing. And um, Josh, is Grayson Rodriguez going to keep the number 85? That's where he's at, 85. I think 85 is kind of a cool number. I mean, they announced number changes what this past week. Uh, I know that because I was working on a D.L. Hall shirt, and I had to quickly change it to a 24. Yeah. So um, so I don't know. I think 85 is a cool number. But I was looking at, like, I don't, for, I don't for, mind the high numbers. Yeah. For example, Grayson Rodriguez, you know, in 2021 – if you want to take it all the way back, yeah, let's go 2021. Pitched 103 innings. Last year, he's probably on pace to pitch about the same, but then he got hurt at the end of the season, so only threw 75 innings. So how many pitches, how many innings is Grace Rodriguez going to pitch this year when he pitched 75 last year? I don't know, uh, 110? Yeah. No, uh, 100. Maybe 100. 100 maybe? I'm at 100. So I guess, but then but that's like the half time, the season. That's yeah. like starting and just pitching to the fourth inning every start. Right. It all depends on how concerned they are about his injury from last year. Because at the same time, you've got Mike Elias coming out and saying, "I expect Rayson Rodriguez in this starting rotation on opening day." Right. Which, if they were really worried, you would think he might not say that because maybe we want to wait and bring him up in May, and to, so we can control innings more. Yeah. And, and they might do a thing like with Tyler Wells and they throw him three innings to start the season and they, they let him pitch three innings right for five starts or six starts or seven starts and then, you know, four and five innings, kind of like they did with Wells last year. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they do that innings limit stuff with some of these pitchers. I just – I wish we were past it, but um, I think with certain guys we might be past it, but not with Grayson Rodriguez, certainly. I don't – it all depends on – I mean, he came out pitching pretty strong – um, last season, but then so has have, was there an update this weekend on John Means and when we'll see him? Yeah, I mean, everyone said he's right on track, he's had no setbacks. So, what's and so right I on think, track? May, I think maybe or, or at the beginning of June. Okay, uh, Michael Ice did say on 1057 a couple weeks ago in regards to Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall, John Means, and Tyler Wells. Um, because all but means uh, we're all set to be in that opening day rotation. He said, I think the limits are not going to be hard and fast this year. We're going to be smart on how we work with these guys. We're going to look at things on a case-by-case basis, and I think that's going to depend on where the team's at and where the pitcher themselves are at. So hopefully 
that goes more with what we're saying where, hey, we really don't want pitch limits to be based on innings and take and without considering what the team's doing, what the game's like, how the pitcher's feeling at the moment. Well, sure, it's always case case basic, but like let's take take Tyler Lewis, for example. Um, in 2021, he was in the bullpen, right? We got him to rule five, and he was a bullpen guy, and he threw 50 innings in the bullpen. Right. Last year, uh, 2020, I don't think he pitched at all, right? Because 2020 was like a bunch of people did, did not pitch in 2020 because yeah. of COVID, right? No, he didn't pitch. Um, and then so he went from no innings to 53 innings, and then last year he threw 103 innings. Right. Yeah. So that was a case but, where he didn't throw in 2020. He was trying to put him up from a bullpen back into a starter. So he went from 53, doubled it from 53 yeah. to 103 and inspected. Um, so that's his situation. So now you would imagine but, he can throw like 150 this year. Yeah. But the whole pitching limits is a ridiculous stat also. Because then what did Tyler Wells do all winter? Pitched. Way through. Yeah. Pitched and threw. Yeah. How does in, in a, a 10-pitch inning and a 30-pitch inning look the same on an innings limit. So, I don't know. I hate the whole innings limit thing. Well, I do too, but they clearly kind of played with it last year with, with guys like Tyler Wells. Um, did. So, well, hopefully we don't have to deal with it that much this year, but having that depth in that rotation, definitely something that will help if we do have to deal with it. Yeah, and I think, um, let me see, D.L. Hall threw 97 innings last year. Um, so I would imagine he can get up to – and I feel like once you get up to around like the 150 mark, that's pretty much a full season. Maybe you'll miss a starter here or there. Like like a great starter will throw 180 innings or a good starter. I should say good, not great. A good starter, you know, like your Kyle Gibson will throw 180 innings if he's a south the whole year. So if you can get to 150, you're right around, I think, no limits at 150. You're pretty close to it. So hopefully – most of our guys are there. I don't think Grace Rodriguez is there, but I think most of our other guys would be close to, at least close to, to kind of no limits on their performance. And if they get hurt or something, like all that impacts it too. So, all right. Uh, okay. Some of the guys showed up down in Sarasota this week, uh, getting some early training in, as well as getting ready because of the World Baseball Classic. Do you care at all about the World Baseball Classic? Oh, I forgot about that. That was thing was a thing. Yeah, yeah that's just the, it. Starts March seventh. I just pulled it up. It starts March 7th with, uh, what is it? It's like, uh, I don't know, 20 teams, looks like. Looks like five to four divisions of five. Um, okay. And it, it's, do you care at all about this? Um, do you get into it? I know we had Adam Jones. with Adam Jones and Manny Machado? And Manny Machado. Um, I think, is, is Cedric Mullins is the only, I think, Oriole-like starter that's going to be in there? Is Michael Givens? Something I, I thought maybe Michael Givens, Givens might, Givens might be. Um, and then isn't yeah. Dean Kramer? Is there? Isn't there a, like a? Oh, is, is there a team Kramer Israel for Israel? Yeah, there is a team Israel. Let's see. So I think Dean Kramer is going to be on that list. Um, I think World Baseball Classic. Dylan Tate, I think, is pitching for USA that, too. Tomorrow is when they will announce the rosters. Okay. For for uh, the World Baseball Classic. And I think Santander will play for Venezuela. I'm not 100% sure. I think he's going to play for Venezuela. Let's see. Um, yeah, it looks like Kramer for Israel. Dylan Tate and Cedric Mullins for Team USA. Santander okay, yeah. for Venezuela. Okay, yeah. 
So yeah, I'll be interested in watching those guys. Uh, Richard Blyer, he retired at YC. He's going to be on hand for Team Israel. I don't Richard Blyer now pitches for the Red Sox, right? I think he was just traded to the Red Sox. Does he pitch for the Red Sox now? Yeah, I think he was involved just like a week or two ago in a trade with the Marlins because, you know, we traded to the Marlins, and then right. I think he was just traded to the Red Sox. Okay. All right, so he... He's an old friend, Richard Blyer. Yeah, so he, and uh, let's see. Uh, oh, and so is Danny Valencia. Okay. He's also on the, uh, I think, Team Israel. All right, I'm not tuning in to watch Danny Valencia, but thank you for sharing that. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't get excited for the World Baseball Classic. At least I haven't in the past. But I'm kind of excited to watch baseball in March. Yeah, competitive baseball, competitive games that are on the TV, and kind of like All Star games. I guess there's a bunch of guys. How does this work on like like it's not all major league players. Like they don't they have some local people? Yeah, I mean they got to fill the roster. Team Team Israel is not finding uh, enough enough players in the major <laughs> exactly. leagues to fill the roster. Like they 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 got to fill it. I'm and I think like there's leagues in their countries too, right? Like there's leagues yeah. in Israel that they're pulling yeah, from I as well. Yeah, I get that. But but like oh, and is Otani playing for Japan or something? I don't know. I don't I haven't seen all the rosters. I don't know. But um, I mean, I think I you're invited, and then you have the option like, to play or not. And like, does Team to, is Team USA just stacked because this is where Major League Baseball is, or is it not really because uh, the Major Leagues is such an international roster pool now? Yeah, I, I would I would imagine like Puerto Rico could put up a team that's comparable and maybe better roster wise to to America. Like, I think right, we're so at the point. Here's the countries. Yeah. Chinese Tape. I don't know what that is. Uh, Chinese and then T-A-I-P-E-I. Okay. I don't know what that is. Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, Panama. That's Poi. Uh, is there any team in there you're going to be excited to watch? Maybe Cuba, but no, I, not really. Yeah, I think Cuba's the one that's interested there. Pool B. And that those games are played in Taiwan. Then we go to Pool B, Japan, Korea, Australia, China, and the Czech Republic. Where's your excitement there? Not much excitement. No. I like watching Japanese ballplayers. I like I like their enjoyment of the game. But yeah, no excitement there. All right, pool C is USA, Mexico, Colombia. Canada, Great Britain. Those games are played in Phoenix. Great Britain? Great Britain. They, they're bringing their cricket team? Well, that's what I'm going to play? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, is Canada bringing the hockey team? Hey, Miguel Gonzalez we used to play for the Mexican, uh, in the Mexican League, so maybe we'll find our next Miguel Gonzalez there. All right, and then I think Pool D, out of all these, I think Pool D is the most exciting one, and the one that I hope is on TV. It's being played down in Miami. It is Puerto Rico. Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua. I think Israel got a little screwed into that pool. But because I that seems like a powerhouse of a pool with Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican, and Nicaragua. Yeah, Josh, listen to this infield for Puerto Rico. 
The infield okay. is Javier Baez, Carlos Correa, and Francisco Correa Lindor. Up out. Correa up out. Correa oh, up he's, out. he's not there anymore? No, he's just it out because his wife's going to have a kid or something. Okay, not because of the uh, the physical? Um, <laughs> yeah, Josh, he's still in the cushion. The, so, so, so some of the pitches for, for Puerto Rico, Jose Barrios, Marcus Stroman, Edwin Diaz, Jorge Lopez, Michael Givens. Oh, Michael Givens is on the Puerto Rican team. I mean, that that's a legit a legit squad. Yeah, um, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's stacked. All right, I'm a little intrigued now that I'm on the Major League Baseball roster to watch this pitcher, Day Sung Koo. Are you familiar oh, and, with this guy? Okay. Do you know anything about him? Day Sung Koo? No. no. He made his professional pitching debut in 1993. He is 53 years old. <laughs> that's and cool. Good is, for him. He is pitching in Australia. So I'm not sure if he's playing for Australia or uh, no, he's going to play uh, in 2006. He played on Team Korea, and he played on the Olympics in Team Korea, and then he moved to Sydney at the age of 40 and started playing baseball there. So I'm, I can't tell in just browsing this article if he's pitching for Australia or for Korea. But the guy's 53 years old. I want to watch him pitch. If he's still holding it together, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, maybe some dead fish action go, go, going on there, um, like Cesar Valdez for the Orioles. Josh, look at this lineup for the Dominican Republic. Okay. Can we? Can you just kind yeah. of share this lineup? Uh, uh, Julio Rodriguez, you know the Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Jose yeah, yeah. Ramirez, uh, Juan Soto, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Rafael Devers, Manny Machado, Jeremy Pena, Gary Sanchez. Okay. Look at that roster. Yeah, I'm telling Did you. you that's- in the bullpen, That's, Mr. Deadfish himself, Xavier Valdez, and and uh, Felix Batista is listed here in the bullpen. I don't know if that's ooh. true. Oh, the mountain. Yeah. I, I, I sent him some shirts yesterday. Uh, now, it, that's what I'm saying. Some of this is a little exciting because it's like watching an all-star team. Yeah, and these, I think I think you're also going to see a lot of last-minute changes to the roster, like yes. people having babies. People well, and also soreness, whatever. I think there's there's be a also, lot of this is for fun, and yes. it's like they want to win, but you're not gonna blow your arm out in here, so you're gonna take it easy, right? Right, right. but yeah, I, I'm the more I, I'm looking at these rosters, the, the more I'm, I'm actually kind of excited for these games. Yeah, I just I don't know how to how to treat the games, but I'm excited when I see stuff like that. Yeah. So, oh, all right. I forgot about that, Josh. Now I got excited about yeah, March, it. Yeah, March March watch World Baseball March, Classic. March seventh is when it is when the first games start, and mm-hmm. then it goes. It's only three weeks. March twenty first is the championship. Why? Why is Adley Rutschman not catching on Team USA? Well, who is catching on Team USA? I think it's um, JT Real Muto for the Phillies. Well, that's why. You think he's better than Adley Rutschman? No, I don't. I don't know. Um, maybe because Adley wasn't didn't come up till last year, and they and started making these announcements like a year ago. I mean, the USA team's pretty stacked too. Just looking at the USA team right now: Ruimuto, Pete Alonso, Goldschmidt, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, Bobby Wood Jr., Tim Anderson, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Cedric Mullins, Kyle Schwarber, 
they're pretty stacked too. Yeah. You know, you know who the pitching coach is for Team USA? I do not know who the pitching coach is. Andy Pettit. Oh, really? That's fine. Pretty good pitching coach. You know who the hitting coach is for Team USA? Uh, Mark McGuire. Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, you got to go, go no rod, no, uh, no, uh, no steroids. Whatever. Steroids, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there, there's some cool names going on in, in baseball. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but we'll Josh, are you, how do you feel before we get out of here? I have two things I want to talk to you about. All the right. first thing is about if if you feel good that the Angeles brothers dropped the lawsuit or like agreed, <laughs> made some sort of oh. mutual agreement. And then I want to hear a little league coaching update. Um, but first oh. to the right. to, about the brothers. Um, no, I'm not. Happy no more lawsuit. Isn't that good? No, it's not. Because it was settled out of court, so we don't get to hear all the drama. A confidential settlement. Yeah, a confidential settlement. I, I, so, all right, so they paid off the brother. Um, they paid off Lou? No, they paid off Lou. No, I want the drama. I want to I know what went down. I want to know the behind-the-scenes story. I want to see Brady Anderson get dragged out in his leather jacket. I like the drama. I know everyone wants to spin the drama as, oh, the Orioles are leaving Baltimore. It's got nothing to do with that. I just like the drama. So no, yeah, I, I agree. This is episode Succession or Billions. I mean, this is an exactly. episode I want to watch. Uh, Lou Angelos, I think I was just watching the Harry Potter movies. Lou Angelos could be played by that Snape character. That would be a good match. Uh, yeah, I want to see um, I want to see a movie of this. I want to see this turn into a television show um, because, yeah, this all this drama. And so when anything, there was like they just agreed to some mutual you know, agreement and it was the most you know, anticlimactic ending. This is not how you end a cool movie. No. Like I was here for it. I want to see everyone dragged out in the public. I want to see it all play out. Right. Um, no. I want TMZ over it. And I don't, I don't want to see this. This just coming down like this. This is disappointing for me. Right. Now I am excited that we might finally get to the end of the Masson lawsuit. That they're oh. supposed to come back together in March. And if that a- happens, I'm excited because we might get to the end of this ownership group. Maybe, maybe because. But I mean, I don't know. It's right now. Does John or Lou Josh? Does either of these guys seem like they're interested in long-term owning the Orioles? I don't really see it. I think John might be, but would if would I much rather see John sell the team to a local group with Ripken involved, um, or or uh, Bashadi involved, like a local group? I'd love to see that, and then let John go down and be part of the Nashville's new team. I'd love that. That'd be great. But the Angelos family. Everyone overlooks. I don't care about local. I just care about someone with deep pockets. I know, but the Angelos family. Everyone says, "Oh, he's out the door to Nashville." His wife's from Nashville. The Angelos family is deeply embedded into Baltimore, and everyone looks over that. They've got the they've got the horse race and stuff over in Baltimore County. They're donating tons of money to Baltimore County schools and hospitals. They're deeply embedded in Baltimore. So I don't mind if the Angelos family continues to own the Orioles. I'm fine with that. Oh, my issue is not their community involvement or their dedication to the city of Baltimore. My issue is how much money they spend on free agency. That's my only issue. Well, and I think Will we is- ever be able to sign big-name free agents as long and- as the Angelos brothers own the team? I don't know if that's true. Look at the 90s. Peter Angelos spent more Under on free Peter. Agency- under a Peter. Oh, you mean you don't see John as the type of guy to do it? No. Who who made all the money? John, uh, Peter, P- did. Peter did. Peter did. True. John and Lou are just losing the money, I think. Yeah, I don't know. They, they I, don't have deep pockets, John. Some, I don't. feel like 
Yeah, you're right. Sometimes I feel like I'm an apologist for Peter Angelos because the the amount of hate that he gets from the Oriole fan is unfair and unjust. And um, but I see what you're saying about John, and we haven't seen any proof that John would carry on Peter's legacy with that. Right, and 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 maybe John cares more, and maybe John A has less money than than his dad did. I think that's possible. That they have less money. Yeah. I think B, they could be more interested in running a business and being a freaking. Listen, I'm saying nothing against community charity and community involvement. I think that's a wonderful thing. With that said, <laughs> like I, that as as an owner of a baseball team, like you should be trying to win World Series. Do the other stuff. Absolutely, that's important. That's great. But you should be trying to win World Series. And so sure. far, they've done nothing to show me since it's gone to John and Lou. I've seen nothing to say. And I thought maybe this was the offseason to say it. This was the offseason right. to say, hey, listen, we're back. Yeah. I'm serious about spending money. People keep on saying it's going to happen. Um, Michael Elias, by the way. Oh, I didn't read this. Michael Elias. Oh, I don't have the quote in front of me. But he said right. something like, we checked off all the off-season boxes we want to check off. What a load of garbage. Oh, that, I didn't get Michael that. Michael Elias lying to my face saying we checked off all the boxes we want to check off. Get out of here, Michael Elias. Oh, he didn't check off the boxes. I did like his quote. No, of, it was not a good off-season for Michael Elias. All right, no. I think, it's a, I think it was a C-plus off-season. You think it was I a think, C plus off season? Yeah, I think C. I think C C plus off season. Adam Frazier really, really, really get you going, Josh. No, no one got me going. But in right, the past, we've had worse off seasons. You give me you you sign Adley long term or something. I think the Cole Irvin trade bumped it up to a C plus. You think the Cole Irvin bumped a C, a C plus? We, yeah, from we, a, from we a, got our number four, number five starter from so a C minus. A C from a C minus to a C plus. Okay, I don't know how. Okay, we're 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 looking at a different offseason. What, what are you grading this offseason as? A I mean, I think the Cole Irvin grade, the Cole Irvin trade was a good move, so I put that as a D before it was an F. Now I think, Josh, we had two jobs, two jobs, middle of the order bat, a top of the arm pitch. rotation guy. Two, I know. Two. That's it. Just two players, and that's that. I know. And if that didn't work out, Josh, I I, I said, you know, the Orioles you have now, you can do neither of those things. And extend an Adley or extend an Adley. Yep. Right. They did none of it. That I know. that means they failed. Because they did nothing of the things they intended to do. I'm I giving know, them a be- D because I'm a pushover teacher. Yeah, and I'm giving them a but C. But a C plus, plus is they, a joke. They did some C stuff, is a joke. but not they didn't do anything outstanding. But no, I hear what you're saying, and I understand that thought about John Angelos and and proven this was the season to spend money. I did like Michael Elias' quote about saying He's excited for the future of the team. The rebuild is behind us. And, yep. and the Colvin trade represents that because they years. traded a prospect for an actual major <laughs> leaguer. So that, that, that yeah. was a good sign. That does. That's why that I don't give him F. I give him a D. Well, and that's why I'm giving him a C plus because they, they, traded, they traded a fifth, uh, our fifth backup for a legit starter. Oh, is one of your Birdland shirts? I love Michael Elias. No, not yet. Break. Not yet. Yeah. Is it time for one of those? Um, yeah. Has he won? How many games has he won? What's his winning percentage with the Orioles so far? I don't. I mean, it wouldn't be a winning. He wouldn't. He'd still be in the losing side. Oh, Josh, he'd be well in the losing. Will you go down as one of the worst GM losing percentage in the history of GMs? Yeah, if it ended now, that's if not how the story now. ends. That's not how the story ends. That's okay, like, but I'm just watching... saying, maybe he's not t-shirts yet. Why he still has the worst record and uh, one of the worst records in the history of GMs? No, maybe like maybe he shouldn't watching... start printing t-shirts yet. Until no, that's like watching something. some some action movie, and the guy gets. Uh, you're watching Batman, and Batman gets beat up and his back broken and thrown in jail, 
and you're like, oh, he's the worst superhero ever, without taking into account the second half of the movie when he comes back and, and beats the guy and, and wins. Like, okay, you know, Josh, have you seen the second, second half, half of the out. Michael Elias movie? No. Like, maybe, but what maybe I have I've not seen, been privileged enough to see the second half no, of the movie. But what I, no, but what I have seen is I've seen Michael Elias in that prison uh, working out and getting his strength back and coming from this, this little wimpy guy into this strong farm system. Exactly. Okay. So I'm starting to see it where I'm like, all right, let's go take on the bad guys now. All right. I'm, this I'm, I'm not this is the rooting against Batman, but I'm not also not counting that he's going to win. The rebuild's done. The rebuild's the first half of the movie. Now we get to the second half of the movie. We could still lose, and it could still be a failure. We've seen plenty of bad movies, and it could still turn into a horror show. Oh, you're but, mixing all kind of genres now. I'll, I'll mix them too. Um, but I, I think we've also maybe found Michael Eisen's kryptonite as well. Who's, what's the what's his script tonight? Uh, John and Lou's unwillingness to spend money. John and Lou. Oh, I don't. Um, They're the Lex Luthor to his uh, Superman. I don't think that. I don't think that analogy works. You don't think so? But no. But yeah, this is the second half of the movie. All right. What? Uh, speaking of the first half of the movies, uh, Josh, how's the first half of your little league season? Any updates? Is anyone right. else leave the team? Any fight with parents? Any nasty yes. emails? Of course. Okay. Good. Give, uh, one, give more, me the one more, one more player removed themselves from the team. Nice. And didn't not the parents did not inform me. They emailed the commissioner and let the commissioner go. No. And they went to a different team. I believe he made a travel team. Is what really happened. Okay. But my team is now down to ten guys. Ooh, so everyone's got to play. Ten guys at nine year old means one bench spot. Yeah. And and two people I, can't take pee breaks at the same time. Yeah. Oh, it means it, and it means, yeah, it means rotating catchers. It means making sure someone's always pitching and with less people. And it means if making sure everyone's at those games. Because yeah. if two people miss a game, we're now short-staffed in the field. So, But I love it. I, Lots I, of playing time. Right. If I'm a player, it I love means, it. As I said, you're right. For the kids, it's great because it's all playing time. You're going to play the whole game. Yep. As a coach, it makes things a little tricky because I got to rotate people around, which is already difficult, but then I don't have that bench spot to give a guy a breather. So it'll make it a little tricky. Um, I've had a couple couple practices under my belt now. I think I'm three. I'm, I think I'm two or three practices in. Okay. I, com- I all right. I told you my whole concern going into this was the parents, and I yep. still haven't. You're heard. just trying to have fun. The parents are trying to win. The, I don't. You guys butt heads. Got it. I don't think the parents have found this yet. I don't think they found section three thirty six. Okay, good. So we still talk honestly and openly. Exactly. So um, we have a mix. There's some kids with great potential. There's some kids that are on the team. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Which doesn't bother you, none. No. Nope. I'm here to have fun. Every team needs a right fielder in Little League. I've got a good stride going with some assistant coaches now where they know more. They've got more experience coaching, but they're my assistants, so I can get them in on one-on-one and working with bat and stances and stuff, which helps me then kind of be that head coach, rally, rally guy to cheer on all the kids and help direct traffic and what's going on. What I did not take into account with nine-year-olds is how much screaming I would be doing to try to wrangle in 10 kids on a baseball field and try to explain 10 kids when we're doing a relay drill and I have all the kids spread out to have to scream and run up and down the field so the kids can hear me constantly. Yeah, you better repeat your instructions at so, least five times, and some doughhead will still miss it. Right. Yeah. So I've been watching some Billy Ripken videos on teaching kids baseball. That's okay. been helping. 
I've been doing uh, this past week. Last week we did relay drills. We did some cage work. Uh, I am learning that nine-year-olds need a lot of praise. So I am I am working on reminding myself to constantly encourage these kids. It's also helping me. I have a notebook that I keep in my pocket where I have, when I start a practice, I have all the kids' names written down there. And when they show up, I have them introduce themselves to the other kids because the kids are still learning each other's names. And in my notebook, I write down, Owen, orange shirt. Uh, Kyle, green pullover. So that I can pretend to know the kids' names because you know I'm really bad at names. Yeah, I, I do the same thing as a teacher, Josh. I do the same thing when I'm at the beginning of the semester trying to learn these, all these kids' names. Yeah. Do, I have I've, similar strategies. And, I, and I'm getting better because I constantly encourage them where I'm like, good job, Owen. Great job. That's what you got to do. You got to keep on saying their names. So if I they ask a saying, question, that's what I'm doing. I keep you got to repeat their names. their names every time. Yeah. But I'm keeping a notebook to help me remember these names. And I'm just hopeful for and excited for when we get our uniforms because then I can just write the numbers down. Yeah. And, and well, and you got to do, that. you should do, um, you know, throwing drills where they say the name of the person they're throwing to every time they throw it. So if they're throwing to Owen, uh, they say Owen and they throw it to Owen. They don't catch it and they throw it Sam and you throw it. You say right. the name. See, that I've been them having them too. introduced to each other. Um, like I'd be like, Owen, go throw with this guy just showed up. Owen, go throw with him. And then he'd be like, okay. And then I, as they're walking together, I'd say, hey, do you guys know each other's names? Do you remember? And then they'll either say it and they remember or they don't. And I'll say, well, then remind each other. And then I'll pick yeah. it up and put it in my notebook. Because yeah. I can't let them know that me as the coach is really bad at names and forgets. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm week five in the semester and I'm still messing. I don't know some yeah, kids' names. Ex- exactly. That's exactly. That, but that can't be. Yeah. And we have practices on Thursdays and Saturdays. So it's only twice a week and weather and stuff i think we've only had practices once a week so it's been a little tricky so uh next practice is tomorrow night but so far it's going well did relay drills did some grounder drills did uh, a lot of cage work this uh tomorrow we're going to work on some outfield pop flies which is definitely a struggle of little kids um i did a little game called big ball which is like kickball except i put the soccer ball on a tee and let the Mm -hmm. kids just crush it with a bat and then they play kickball rules from there because when's the first game I'm, uh, March. I think okay. I have another month. So, again, I'm just trying to teach the kids to have fun and teach the kids what to do with the baseball when it comes to them. All right. And then once so. the season starts, you, you need to get a videographer out there to scout the other teams and get video of the other teams so you know what you're, you're going up against. So they do this thing called Game Changer now where I guess I can clip my phone or a phone on the fence or an iPad or something, and it videotapes the game and, like, registers the kids so then parents can go back and watch their videos. Oh, really? So, yeah. So there's something like that that I, I got to find out more about. But um, right. uh, but here's the big takeaway. Well, not even a takeaway. Since we last talked, Owen, my stepson, right? Uh, he doesn't I'm have the most base, he doesn't have the most baseball experience, but loves right. baseball. So what I did is I hired a private coach. So he's now meeting with a, a at a base because down here in Florida, every corner's got a baseball academy. They're all over the place. Yeah. They're like when we talked to Tyler Wells, the ones he works out at one five miles from me. Yeah. Um, so they've got these. So I went to one and hired a guy to work for an hour every week with Owen. And, he, and it's great. And what it's really doing is I'm watching on the side and I'm taking notes. Yeah, you can I, don't some how, of the I don't know how to coach. So I'm learning yeah. how to coach. And baseball is a very technical coach. sport. Yeah, with, with all well, those stupid, things. Yeah. Stupid stuff like he told Owen like, to look at the pitcher. 
and like to line up your things and to stretch out and tap your bat to make sure you're, like you're in the same spot every time you go up to home plate. Oh, and basic I Owen, stuff. I said, okay. I said, Owen, I do that every I do that every time I play softball, but it comes so natural to me that I never thought of teaching someone it. Right. Because you and I grew up our entire life playing baseball. Right. It's not like we were ever really. Taught. I don't we ever we taught that. Kept... We just always did it. No, yeah, we yeah. just learned from older kids. Right. Or whatever. So that's the type of stuff where I am watching the coach and, and taking some notes so then I can go and learn this and teach other kids. But right. I'm, I am really enjoying it. Uh, even Good. though it's more, it's more screaming and stuff than I expected. But it's fun. All right. Cool. All right. Good update. Yeah. Yeah. I know we missed it last week. And yeah. I th- believe that's now three kids that have quit my team, but that's okay. Well, you, you can only you, you're, you really can't lose, lose anymore, Josh. You've maxed out, and you still have I a did. month to the season. So be careful. I did. I yeah. I can't have anyone get hurt. No Tommy Johns on my roster. You might need to do what that one girl did. You see that for that JV team, the 23 year old girl, the assistant that, coach, she, the short players who she played with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might need to dress up as a nine-year-old boy and play with him if you lose another player. Yeah, that might be a problem. Might I might get noticed. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But anyway, it's all good. I haven't addressed the scary part of do I have any pitchers on the team. I'm not ready to look at that yet. I think another week, and then we'll start talking pitchers. I know I have some yeah. catchers, but pitchers, I am, I'm not Just sure. anyone who can throw the ball straight. Exactly. Yep. So that's the update for uh, for baseball, for Little League. All right. Thankfully, the Orioles are in a better spot with their pitch rotation. Yeah. Sound like you are. That's a good thing. All right, let's get out of here. Um, right. You can follow us on all the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yep. You can also follow Birdland Sports on Twitter yeah. and yeah. Facebook, Instagram. A lot of new designs going up for the shirts in the past couple weeks. Use the code 336 to get a 10% discount uh, when you're checking out. And that way I also know you're a listener. And keep spreading the word of this podcast. It's baseball season. Now is when people are interested. Now is when people are starting to get excited for the Orioles again. Let them know that this is the best podcast for your Orioles coverage, especially with 336 Daily launching next week. It doesn't have to be the best either. It could be the second best. There is room to listen to more than one Orioles podcast during the week. We just do once a week. It depends on your definition of best. We have the best chemistry and the most fun. I'd say that. All right. Our facts. eh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight with you. I mean, there's other there's other podcasts that give you great perspectives on some of the minor league players coming up and all the stat driven stuff. But we're fans. Yeah, we are. That's true. All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening to another episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go out.
This Week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Oh, please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.